The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to That's So Retrograde. I'm Elizabeth Cott. Hi, Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Sambari. It's summer, full swing. We're back. We're back. Can't wait. Even though we di- it doesn't seem like we went anywhere. It does to me, though. It does to everyone. Well, right, it doesn't because we were releasing episodes. Little do you guys know, Elizabeth was uh, beachside. I was. And you were just listening to her voice. Who knew? She was in a different world. That's how vacations work. Wow. I don't know about those. It was cute. (laughs) I got to go on one. It was cute. I'm fresh back from the Florida Keys. I don't know if my brain and my speaking have caught up to each other yet. So that's always fun for a podcast. We'll Well, see how it goes. also Mercury Retrograde. So give yourself a little grace, honey. Mercury Retro. It's a Mercury Retro. Things are a little hazy. How's everybody doing? I actually feel... uh, Weirdly, in this Mercury retrograde, like I'm getting clarity, which is interesting because I've never experienced that. Some before. might say that that is a appropriate reaction to the retrograde. the retrograde. True, true, true. That's true, true, true. Um, although I was running a collectively five minutes late to everything I've gone to today. Okay, but it seems but like that's it's okay. fine because I was late today and you were late today. Yeah. So it's like everyone's just late today. Still on island time. <laughs> okay, know. I think that's illegal. I don't know. I that's shouldn't do that. That's foul the play. <laughs> I should not do that. You're in Florida, not in <laughs> fucking Jamaica. Well, like the keys, yeah. things are run slow. They are run slow. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. We're really excited. We have Rachel Cole, a somatic therapist mm-hmm. and Mercier specialist joining mm-hmm. us. Does anyone know what that is? We didn't either, Shaking so that's why no. we had to have the the conversation to learn. And I will say, I went to a session with her after we had her on the show. Okay, because tell us I about was it. like very intrigued. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, it was we get into really what it is, and I so I don't want no spoilers here, but spoil it. It was the most gentle slash therapeutic slash profound healing experience I have had in recent memory. Wow. It was wild. Major. So, um, you guys, I don't know if you realize, but Elizabeth never talks like that. <laughs> so I'm really taking this When seriously. something gets my stamp of approval. It's a big stamp. On this level. Yeah. That's, wow. I'm very impressed. It was really highly transformative. That's incredible. She's an angel and you can hear it through her voice you'll you guys will experience it in in just a short while she's so soothing and her energy it was just a beautiful almost so simple that it made it like so layered I know she's an incredible healer even though I haven't had a session with her because every time that I've like been at a dinner with her Mm -hmm. she's like hugged me or put her arm on my back and I'm just like Never take it off. Yeah, it's that, <laughs> like, it's that, that type energy of thing. is so healing. It's that type of thing. So how the session went um, is we sat down. We kind of just like talked about what was going on, talked about grounding in this place, which she gives us a lot of tips for that we can use at any time to just kind of bring us into the present moment. So mm-hmm. we did a few um, exercises to 
initiate that. We talked about what was going on and then I lay down on the table and then she, there are these certain points where she rests her hands and then has you, so the, I believe the first one started and her hands were kind of, kind of cupping my head Mm -hmm. and holding the pressure points behind, but like gently holding them behind, um, where like my neck and my head meet. Occipital bone. Yep. That's what I was going to say. Totally. (laughs) And she goes through a series of questions and it really just like works out whatever our body is holding onto. And like my body temperature was rapidly shifting and I would have moments where I would just like burst into tears and then she'd move into another area. Like we're kind of holding onto the shoulders and then holding onto the side and then like underneath my back. And it was just these like very, so gentle, so soothing, nothing, no pressure, no, no like deep work, physical work. Yeah. It was all very gentle and very subtle. And, you know, I worked through so much within, I would say it was like 45 minutes. Wow. And it left, like I left feeling without sounding really dramatic, like cleansed. Wow. And like having like so much, like, a lot of what you would experience in in a natural, like a traditional therapy session, mm-hmm. but this used the physical body as a tool. Wow. It is wild. So wow. I'm so excited to be able to talk to her about that today. And it was really nice. I just want to shout out Amy Z who joins us for the convo, who's a dear friend of ours. And she, you know. Made the connection. She yented it for she us. She did. As any good Yenta would. So true. Um, well, I think we should just pop into that interview. Let's do it. Please welcome Rachel Cole to the show. Before we get into the interview, we got to give love to Lola. Okay. Lola is an OG partner friend of this show. You know, they're our favorite female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes for your needs coming straight to your door. What else do you want when we're talking about period care, guys? They've got tampons. They've got pads. They've got essential oils. They've got sexual help. Health. <laughs> sexual health help. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. And the thing that's really wonderful about this brand is the transparency. There's no BS mystery fibers or doubts about what's going on and in your body. And sounds crazy, but this is actually revolutionary in this category. So we just couldn't be more proud customers or partners of this brand. And may I suggest, you know, if you're already a subscriber of Lola, it's cool to ask your girlfriends, you know, how are they managing their period? Because I'm just always astonished and saddened when I talk to some of my friends and they're just still buying, you know, the run of the mill grocery store tampon. Or they've run out. Since I've started using Lola, yeah. I haven't I've been haven't put myself in a pinch that I used to do month after yeah. month and that is weirdly huge and it just takes one thing off of your to-do list yeah. that I always felt like I would always forget or would always move to the bottom of my list. And if I run out that I find myself just going to the CVS and getting the shitty ones, you know, I just think that it's it seems like it's not that big of a deal, but it, it really is. Think about it. You're eating organic. Put organic things up your body as well. Please do. Yeah. So if you head over to mylola.com and enter retrograde 40, you'll get 40% off of all of subscriptions. And you can customize your box. I mean, it's just great. You go over on the I'll site. customize your box. Oh, hello. <laughs> just go over. There's a lot of box talk today. There is. Just in general. There is. Um, I'm a fan. Go over to the website. Again, mylola.com. M-Y-L-O-L-A.com. Play around over there. They've got a ton of stuff. 
I love the essential oil for the cramping also mm-hmm. and the non-applicator tampons. Those so are my picks. MyLola.com slash retro... My, MyLola.com promo code retrograde40. Let's get back to the show. So today on the show, we have someone that we've been trying to schedule with for quite a while. And now it's happening. And now it's finally happening. She's a friend of a friend, and that friend is actually here. Yeah. I love that. I love when we have connectors like that. It's the best possible situation. No randoms, no new friends. No new randoms. (laughs) (laughs) That's our vibe. Uh, We have Rachel Cole here, and she does something very unique in the healing arts, I would say. And it's something that... I'd never heard about it. Yeah. And you, it's new to you. Well, when I met you, it was right after I had heard of it for the first time, somatic healing. Somatic experiencing. Experiencing, Uh yeah. And then I wanted to go into it more, and then I just never did, obviously. And we're like, if we don't know, then other people don't know. Why don't we just educate ourselves collectively? So welcome to the show, Rachel Cole. To the what? The shoal. Rachel Cole. I'm trying to make things rhyme, right? I'm trying to make things more Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the shoal, Rachel Cole. Oh, All right. so welcome. <laughs> Shabbat shalom. Um, thank you for being here. So you're a certified licensed clinical social worker, and you specialize in somatic experiencing and something called mercy therapy, and we're going to get into all of that. Yes. But um, talk to us about kind of the progression for you moving in from clinical social work into this more like I would say body focused experience yes first of all I'm very excited to be here thank you guys for having me you're so welcome yeah I think it's so (laughs) awesome and important to know about this stuff so I'm so happy to be sharing it and my path to it was it's not that difficult but one of my very best friends is a psychologist and she I was working for the county Department of Mental Health and got great training there as a social worker. Worked with all different kinds of severe mental illness and got licensed. And my best friend, she went to this training and she came back and she was like, oh my God, you have to do this. (laughs) And, you know, because we have that dynamic, I was like, okay. (laughs) Little did I know how amazing it would be and how much it would change my personal life as well as you know the people I got to work with so so from my understanding and mm-hmm. obviously this is I'll talk about what it is going to be wrong but like it basically takes the experience of psychology in the mind and then incorporates the physical body to heal trauma through where we store it in our body yeah so Something like that. so you know traditional therapy we mostly deal with our thoughts our feelings right So in this uh, modality, we take it to the next level. We incorporate a whole body awareness. And most of the time, and most of the work, you know, this is left out. And so it's really important to pay attention to all the ways our body actually tries to communicate with us, but we never learn that. Right. And so, you know, this gives us an opportunity of how to listen, how to pay attention to the different sensations that are going on. And where the stuckness is, you know, people often complain of anxiety or depression. You know, some people have physical pain that manifests in the body, chronic pain, right? All different kinds of things. But when we can slow things down and actually look at what's going on and help people approach it from a different perspective with this other layers of information, it gives them a chance to in very gentle titrated way uncover what's been in there 
and support that energy to move out of the system. Okay. Does someone, if you have anxiety and you don't have necessarily like a physical symptom. Yeah. That is a symptom though. Right. But like, you're not like, oh, my back hurts. I just have this like uncomfortable, constant, like nervous system situation. So I think it'd be helpful to give a little background about where it comes from and how it was created. So um, the man that created it called Peter, Dr. Peter Levine, he was actually interested in studying um, animals in the wild and why, ask the question, why are animals in the wild never traumatized? Mm. Good question, right? Mm-hmm. Are so they not? every day they go through, you know, their predator prey, right? They escape successfully or they don't. But what he looked at was what happens after? What happens after they successfully escape? They kind of go hibernate and they go through all these physiological things to shake off this big amount of energy that was mobilized to get into that fight flight where they got to get away. And so we as humans actually go through the same thing. We have the same physiological processes. We just never learn how to pay attention to them. So, you know, so anxiety, right, is often manifested when there's fear. Right. Right. And so what we would do in that case is we would help identify, okay, well, in your body, how does anxiety manifest? Like, what do you notice in your body? That gives you that information. Me? Mm-hmm. We can uh, just do that, yeah. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, I don't, I guess it would be like a heart palpitation sensation. Right. Sure. So we take any sensation. It could be heart palpitation. It could be tension in the muscles. We, we kind of explore what else is going on. Often there's one primary thing we're, we're noticing most. With anxiety, it's often like short of breath or higher breathing, right? And so we just slow it down. We take our time. We get really curious about what it is that we're paying attention to. And then as soon as we do, it's pretty amazing. It actually will move. It will Mm. move really quickly. And, you know, when we're present with our body in this way, things can move. It's really the resistance and the avoidance of it, which is kind of our innate capacity we want to get away from discomfort we want to get away from things that are painful but you know this work is actually about turning toward it so you okay so I had actually an example this weekend where Mm -hmm. I was with a friend and she's going through all of this crazy stuff Mm -hmm. and she felt like she was like having a heart attack yeah and so in that instance are you like being more inquisitive towards like what, what is the line of questioning? How does a person get into their body and connect in that way? Yeah. So the first, first foremost thing is we give them some tools. Okay. Okay. So some foundational tools of how they can help themselves get present. Okay. Right? Because the present moment is where we actually heal. And most of the time in the present moment, there's not much wrong. Such a good quote. Right? I love yeah. that. Yeah. That's yeah. a good quote, Lindsay. <laughs> but it's true, yeah. Yeah. So, so for example, one of the things we do a lot, and people who have done yoga might do this, or meditation, because there's a lot of overlap, is we have them ground through their feet. Okay. And so what that would be like is, you know, just right now in this moment, and we can all do this together if we put our feet on the floor, and... We can just notice that our feet are actually on the floor. Most of the time, we actually never pay attention to that. And just noticing that our feet are on the floor and that the floor meets us. 
right? It kind of gives us the support back. And you can just notice what happens in your own body as you sense that support. It's like so weirdly trippy, but simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And we yeah. can do it with our sit, whatever we're sitting on, too. People can do this in their car, on the bed, when they lie down. This is a great just foundational tool that we use to help slow things down, right? And you notice when you have to pay attention to your feet or your seat, right, that we get present, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, when someone's feeling anxious, I would have them pay attention to one of these things. If not, there's some other other ways too um, that are helpful and and then we look at what's going on so we come from a place that's a little bit more present and then we look at okay so what's that is it tension in the chest is it tension down the arms and legs is it you know a knot in my stomach or my solar plexus Um, is it my heart rate and any and all of those things are are appropriate when we have this response right And so then we help it just kind of slow down and move. And then, yeah, and we just do that over time. So for more chronic conditions, we look developmentally, you know, in their history about, you know, what was their birth like? What was, you know, what was growing up like? What what happened in the home? Was it a home where I had to be on guard all the time because my parents yelled or fought? You know, was there abuse? Was there, you know, or was it pretty chill, but I had a neurotic mom or, you know, whatever it is, our system gets structured, our nervous system gets formed based on those things. And so, yeah, when we can help kind of support the system as a whole, it leads to overall coherence, which is what we're kind of aiming for. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I'm just feeling my feet on the ground and processing. When it it comes to, like, using this modality towards something other than anxiety, so something that, like, shows up in the physical form, how can we then – I guess I'm feeling, like, curious as to how – is the thought that it always goes back to, like, our mode of thinking? No. I mean, thoughts are part of Mm -hmm. it, but thoughts aren't always true. Actually, a lot of the time they're not. It's really just the meaning we give them. So we look at, okay, as you have that thought, what do you notice in your body? Something that we've talked about a lot on the show is like skin issues. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious as to like how this modality might like weave in with that and how and how one can maybe then target get to the and get to the root of what might be like causing a flare up with skin issues in general (laughs) (laughs) skin issues in general often there's a general irritation Mm. somewhere yeah right and and so a lot of the works actually this is most fun for me because I used to have such a hard time expressing anger and I think as women like a lot of us do and one of the most favorite fun things I get to do is help people get into their healthy aggression Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, some of that irritation, right, is, in my opinion, right, it hasn't gotten to surface. So if we think about this work in the nervous system, there's the parasympathetic, which is what slows everything down back to neutral, and the sympathetic, which is what ramps it up, right? And we need that to escape, right? And when we think about something that happens in our life and we don't actually get to complete that response, right? Our body wants to complete 
a fight or flight, right? When there's a threat or a perceived threat, either one can trigger that response in our system. So when we actually get to, you know, go through whatever experience we do, but we don't complete that, what happens is there's this loop that's formed in our brain and it continues to try to complete Wow. And, and it won't, and it gets, and then, it, you know, other things get manifested and created, but it's the stuck energy. That's kind of where the stuckness is. It's like this response wants to complete and it can't. So what part of our job is to help, what are those responses that come up in the system? If it's irritation, like let's pay attention to that. And then how do we help that complete itself? And then once it does, you know, very straightforward examples are, you know, there's like sexual violence. We've heard a lot about that, sexual attack, you know, getting to help people actually feel, you know, their muscles engage and what wanted to happen, but didn't get to because there wasn't enough time or it wasn't safe. And so when we do that, they get to express it. And then there's like all this releasing that happens and you really, you feel it. It's very visceral. Wow. So your work, like if we were to come to see you, would be we would start talking and then we'd move into more connection with physical. Do you, mm-hmm. do you touch people? I do. And then, yeah. So the somatic experiencing program yeah. training, it's a three-year certification. And then there's an additional year-long touch component to that. Okay. And so, which I've done. And for a while, because I'm a therapist, I was like, eh, you know, we're taught in school not to touch people. Sure. Yeah. Um, I used to try to hug my therapist at the end of sessions, and she'd be like, "Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like not it's awkward." But yeah. I'm I'm Amy Canates. I'm I'm a hugger. Like I have a natural propensity to touch, and so for me, it was like, oh, this it's kind of like permission, and really, you know, touch is our very first sense to come online in utero. Yeah. All our senses. Wow. And so. It is so needed in healing. Totally. If we're talking about healing, like leaving out touch, you know, it's it's hard. So it adds this other component. So yes, so I do touch. So touch can look like minimal. It can look like I'm going to give you my hands to push against, you know, or it can look, I have a, a massage table in my office, so it can look like you're laying on the table and we're working in different systems in the body. I just love this because I feel like my block with traditional therapy is like my same block with like Judeo-Christian religion, which is that it's all like neck up. And then we just forget. That's why like when I discovered yoga, I connected with it so deeply because I'm like, oh, I'm actually like taking the things that are in my mind that are making me feel crazy that are actually like maybe coming from like my hip. Right. And then I can cry and I can like let it go and it's not there anymore as opposed to like that mental loop that you get in where you're just like, I'm just walking around the same issue in my childhood for 10 years. Yeah. And so it's so important, I think, what you're doing, which is just like moving it. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's really like in a bigger level, helping people reconnect to their body. Right. Right. Because all the messages we get is more like, what are you thinking? Like, Mm -hmm. what you know? Never thinking, where does that come from? Yeah, so, but there we leave this whole, and our body's like, a body wants to heal. So, <laughs> like, what about me? What about me? <laughs> yeah. Tend to me. <laughs> yeah. And like all these different things that manifest and create pain or symptoms, you know, I see it as like, how can we tend to that? Like, it's calling out for attention. 
how can we pay attention to it? And when we do, it's so amazing what we find, right? There's so much there that wants to be expressed if we give it the opportunity. So, okay, you're doing this, which is incredible, and we want to come see you and heal all of our traumas. But then the other thing that you're doing is something that's even more unheard of Mm -hmm. in the community, which is called Mercier. Yeah. Which is, tell us about this, because this, I feel like, is something that is, like, going to change the world. Yes, definitely. This is my new passion, and I'm very excited about it. So Mercy Therapy was developed by this woman, Jennifer Mercier. And she's... Laura's cousin. <laughs> yeah. She is this awesome... <laughs> I just got that. Tinted moisturizer, guys. Got it. Oh, okay. <laughs> got it, got it. She's this awesome kick-ass woman out of Chicago. And she was a naturopath and a midwife and had stage four endometriosis. And was told that she'd never have kids. Or if she did, she'd have to do IVF, in vitro fertilization. So she, just in her own, that didn't feel right to her, and her own kind of healing sense, she kind of came up with this idea of how to, if like anything, if it doesn't work, right, if we have a shoulder injury or whatever, if it's not getting movement right, it starts to stiffen, Mm -hmm. right? And then there's less blood flow and it doesn't move as much and then that pattern just continues. So simple concepts, like if we actually move the organs, the pelvic organs, right, our uterus, our ovaries, all the surrounding tissue, ligaments, like what, how will that affect it functioning? And so... Like if we, like, like move them, like, with our hands? Yeah. Whoa, okay. So it's called a deep visceral manipulation. Okay. So it's not like your massage. It's not massage. It's actually kind of getting in there and moving the organs around. And what that does is it helps return blood flow and mobility to them. And especially as women who've had different procedures over the years or procedures like procedures getting hpv scraped out of your vagina exactly yeah yeah or pregnancy what other things are there yeah i mean just if you do have like endometriosis there's right you know there i mean even just with the you know going for a regular exam like like there's an invasive yeah yeah, invasiveness about having a pap having so true whatever and then not except for when they tell you that your uterus is young and you're like thanks (laughs) very valid yeah it is (laughs) (laughs) yeah so there's just all these different things that can happen so you know we get to tend to the area, right? This is where it kind of overlaps, I think, with somatic experiencing mm-hmm. a little bit is we pay attention to what's going on and we help move these things around a little bit, which then creates blood flow mobility. They can move better. And guess what? It helps them work better. And so she's done, she's been doing this for a little while. She did um, her first research study back in 2012. And she found that after a year of Uh, people that did it's called the mercy therapy um they had an 83.3 percent success rate getting pregnant wow whoa and these were patients who had these were women all different ages from their 20s to the early 40s who had a variety of conditions you know some people that have tried for years and years others you know all different ends of the spectrum 
And she actually made a great documentary about her work. It's called Fertility. It's on Amazon or on iTunes. You can look it up. She, you know, found just doing this work more and more that people were just naturally getting pregnant, right? And or people that were going to do assisted cycles like um, IUIs, interuterine insemination, or IVF in vitro. You know, when they did the Mercier work, they, you know, they had a better chance of success. Pause. Hello. This wonderful conversation, we are about to give love to a new partner for the That's So Retrograde universe. Welcome, friends at Birchbox. Heard of it? Anyone heard of it? Raise your hand. Hey. That's that's a good number of you. Great. We can hear you and we We love it. We can feel it. Birchbox, you guys, is a really cool brand that was birthed into the world in 2010, which is really what they're doing is changing the way people discover and shop for beauty and grooming products. They're curating a tiny box of tiny samples for you to try out new stuff in the marketplace, which takes up the middleman of you having to go to the store and discover these products on your own. They boil down the product options to about five samples a month, and they wrap it in a beautiful box paired with helpful content and help you ask the simple question, are these good? If not, it wasn't a huge investment or a waste of your time. And if you love it, you can go back to birchbox.com and purchase the full size. It's like a beauty and grooming assistant that comes it's to your doorstep. It's kind of like a fun gift bag. Yeah. It's like you're fancy and you're getting a swag bag. I love it. And a lot of the brands that they're using are brands that we have already talked about. Shout out to Wander. Shout out to Living Proof. Um, they're using MAC, Benefit, Kiehl's, Tarte. Ursa Major, that awesome face wash and um, skincare company that we've talked about before. Or Bay. Oh, hello. So it's really like high quality stuff that they're sending. And then Elizabeth was talking before about how she's so excited because they sent her a MAC lip gloss that she hasn't used in a while. There's this MAC lip gloss that I use. Like it was my go-to for years and years and years. It's called Purr. It's this like perfect pink. Mm-hmm. And it arrived in my box and I was so excited. I was like, this color. It just felt very Kismet-esque. I'm so happy for you. And then there was other products that I'd never tried that I was really excited to get into. So it's like a reminder of some old faves and yeah. some discovery of some new ones. It's like someone signing off on something for you. Sometimes I go to these stores and I'm so overwhelmed with choice that it's really cool that they're just doing all the hard labor. Totally. And taking up all the time that I could be using in other places. Exactly. So if you head over to birchbox.com slash retrograde and use the promo code retrograde, you'll get $5 off your first Birchbox. That's making it super affordable. Try it out. Let us know what you think. Product discovery for everybody. We love it. That's birchbox, B-I-R-C-H box.com slash retrograde. Use promo code retrograde. Get $5 off, guys. See, See you there. there. <laughs> Ted. Now back to the uh, convo. Can I ask a stupid question? Yeah. No such thing, kid. Thanks so much. Um, I feel that the endometriosis is something that I'm seeing come up in younger and younger yeah. women. And yeah. a lot of people that I know that I that I like follow on Instagram are coming forward with these diagnoses. Yeah. What? People are talking about it more. Yeah. Like, fun. what exactly is it? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. So there's these like lesions almost that form in and around the uterus. And they're kind of like almost scar tissue. Um, But they're painful. They're kind of like lesions. And, you know, so when when women are, you know, menstruating, that's usually when they're the most painful because everything's swelling. Um, Right. The uterus grows um, and gets thick. So, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of pain. So the Mercier therapy doesn't heal the endometriosis. 
people with endometriosis often often have to have surgeries, right? And but the, with the surgery, then that creates more scar tissue. Anyway, so it helps to move things around, right? Because when there's pain too, the general tendency is to tighten and constrict, yeah. right? Right? Because we don't want to feel that. So so the work helps break things down, move things around so they work better. So this is women endometriosis. PCOS is a big one too. Yeah. More and more women are talking about painful periods. It can be effective. Painful sex, you know, either before or after pregnancy. You know, I actually I had this myself for two years after I had my daughter. I had it was really painful, and I was like, "What is going on?" And so. Yeah, all these things can shift in your body, and it's like there's this like you know your body saying what is going on? I don't I don't like any of this invasive stuff. And I myself went through in vitro fertilization and had a hard time conceiving, which is why I was really called to do this work. That is uh, in itself a whole other story, but yeah. Well, I think it's really crazy. Like women hold so much trauma in that part of their body, and. Is that why we're seeing, like, I'm just so curious as to, like, why these things are rising in popularity and just as this, as a healing modality is such, like, a great step in the right direction to even, like, shine a light on that being, it's like, yeah, of course, wombs are important, guys. Right. They're so important. Yeah. And, you know, they just, we're very disconnected from them at the same time. And so I think you know, this work really helps build connection. Does the somatic experiencing and the Mercier merge together? Because I do both. Right. I can't help but not. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's just this overlap of, you know, like I said, most women just have this disconnection from here down. Another part of that is also how we breathe, right? Which okay. We talk about a lot our breath and for a lot of us who live in bigger cities right with the stress of life and things you know most of us have shallower breathing in our chest right and so really how our bodies are meant to function is breath is is meant to go down into our belly and expand and contract it right and if we think about this expansion and contraction of all our organs What's that doing? Right? Oxygenating. Oxygenating, massaging, right? It's massaging our organs, and so they work better, and they stay in blood flow. They stay in motion. But when our breath is only to here, um, or it barely gets down there, again, things are not moving as much. And so over time, that kind of creates this atrophy. And so we're just kind of stimulating the area again, turning everything back on and helping the breath move down lower so it can kind of turn on more naturally. When you work yeah. with patients, both with the somatic experiencing and the Mercier, like not not that there's like we're working towards like a quote unquote cure, but how many sessions does it usually take to, to get results? So the Mercier work is um, typically six one-hour sessions. Mm -hmm. And we have a, a shared journey fertility package for women who are trying to conceive. And that's actually a year-long program. And it's amazing because even if women are going through assisted cycles with, you know, their reproductive endocrinologists or other doctors, like, 
we can support them during the whole process because a lot of the other piece of this is shame, right? Mm -hmm. Especially women trying to conceive. There's like so much shame around it. My body's not working. So we create this environment of supporting, you know, the whole person and it's really lovely. So the year package includes the six sessions. It includes follow-up sessions. I feel like it makes sense that our our bodies now as like modern women are having a hard time transitioning from like what we're in, which is this like go, 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 like alpha strength, like shut down your emotions, like no time to really take care of yourself mode, which we have to be in to like, oh, now I'm going to just like shift and get pregnant. Like that's such a different energetic experience. So it makes perfect sense to me that that's like, there's this huge chasm there. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it, there's an impact, right? Yeah. It's like when we live this way, there's an impact on our body. So, and it's devastating. You know, I went through it myself and it's like when your body's not working and how you want it to work and especially because, oh my God, I've done all this work on my body. I do somatic experiencing like and my body's still not working. Right. Like, you know, there's just a lot of shame that comes with that. But when I discovered this, I actually discovered the uh, documentary and I watched it and my jaw just like dropped and I was like what is this like how come I never knew about this how come other people don't know about this like I need to know so if you're seeing someone who's going through what you went through and now you have this information Mm -hmm. so you're like we're gonna give it a year before we go back to trying to do IVF or what's sort of like the prognosis of that it depends on the person because sometimes you know we're getting older and we're like all right like I need to just you know do this or or they find out about it and they're already starting the process which has happened several times and so we just try to get the work in as soon as we can this the second study that um, dr mercier did um, more recently was just published in january and she um, actually looked at the success of mercier with ivf Mm. and so So in tandem in tandem so she said if you do mercier therapy And before you start your stimulation cycle of IVF, your chances of success boost up to 87.7%. Okay, normally IVF without anything, the chances of success are 30%, around 30%. Oh my God, that's so low. It's so low. And people have to do multiple cycles and, you know, it's it's like you want to give them the best shot it's so expensive right like, there's all these things that make it so hard to go through and like we say IVF like it's just this thing you can do but it's not well it's, it's expensive and your body goes through so much shit your body goes through so much it's you know a roller coaster of emotion you know physically taxing physically invasive right you're having ultrasounds blood drawn like shots know, shots exactly so anyway it's I feel very grateful that we can, you know, support women through that journey. And I've found, like, you know, the women I've worked with so far, like, they're just, it's, they're so grateful to have that space because they don't really have that anywhere. And it's often they can't really talk to a lot of people about it. So that is even more important. How readily available is the Mercier work? Or you said that um, in the training you went to, there are people from all over the world, but is there like a... Mercier database where you can find it in your area. Like, how do people access this? (laughs) Yes. Um, There is a website for all the Mercier providers. It's called merciertherapy.com. And on there, it lists them all by state and country. Wonderful. And so there are, you know, 
they're doing more and more. And I think in LA alone, which is where we are, there's about 15 or so. There's some in San Diego. So we have more than other places, but uh, it's still, you know, it's still very new. So so my intention this year is to be more visible about it and to talk to doctors about it and just get the word out there of how we can work together to support women who are going through all of this stuff, right? I just feel like it's so important, especially now where, like, we're seeing this crazy uptick of, like, female issues being taken away from women, and you're just on this completely opposite spectrum of, like, fully empowering and fully getting people in their bodies. So thank you for doing that. It's amazing. Oh, my God. You're really doing, like, leveled work. It's Mm. amazing coming from the clinical social work to the somatic work to this it's like a very cool yeah. progression well you have a really lovely energy and I'm like I'm falling like, into your healing vibe I'm like, like was this feeling. good for a podcast I'm like <laughs> feeling so relaxed fuck <laughs> Rachel tell our listeners where they can find you Aww. so they can find me at my website which is www.rachelcolelcsw.com also newly formed in- Instagram welcome thank you um, at Rachel Cole LCSW and Mercier Therapy Mercier Therapy dot com. Dot com. I feel like this and is human information. Experiencing um, their website's traumahealing.com. Okay. So if you're interested in act either doing the training or finding a practitioner. We do somatic experiencing in about 40 countries wow. all over the world. And it's, you know, it's growing and gaining more popularity. But, but you we can do, it in do that. Israel and Japan and like just places where, you know, typically it's not, there's not this connection. So right. it's pretty exciting. Yeah. But you can do somatic healing if you're not like necessarily coming from like a trauma just life yeah. is traumatic. Well, in general, yeah. yeah. I mean, we all have been through things, yeah. right? And so if anything, it's like an education about how to connect with my body. Mm-hmm. And what I tell people when they come to see me is that, you know, what we're working on is building your capacity to be with life, mm. both the pleasant and the unpleasant part of life. And that resides inside of us, right? How do I deal with things that are difficult or uncomfortable? And once I do this work and I know what it's like and I trust that things will move, then I have more confidence in general, right? And then I can welcome in things that are more pleasant too because there's this natural pendulation, we call it, that goes back and forth. Beautiful. I love it. Thank you so much. And thank you, Amy Z. Thank you, Amy. Thanks. We love you. (laughs) Hold on one second. Let's just take a beat. To give love to another one of our partners. Wander Beauty. Yes. Talked about them for years and then they manifested themselves into a partner for the show. So Mm. thank you so much, universe. Mm -mm -mm. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. You see us. We see you. We're working together. So I have to say. Okay, my favorite thing. Okay. We'll say it really quickly. On the count of two. One, two. The brush. Blush and bronzer duo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. That shit is amazing. But the the beauty blender brush that they have, what are, oh, yeah. what are they calling it? Well, that it? was my favorite last time. Okay, well, I've just gotten on board with this, and it's changed the way that I apply my it's makeup. It's so good. It's incredible. And then also their lip oil, lip retreat oils are like, I have five of them in my bag They're right now. so good. It's aggressive. So they have this brush. It's two-sided that Steph mentioned. It's honestly, I was doing my makeup um, recently, and somebody was like, Wait, what did you just do to your face? Nude Illusion Dual Foundation Brush. And I was like, I used this brush. 
It's amazing. Amazing. It's so good. And they have on the website, they have a perfect illusion duo where you can get the brush along with the, foundation. the nude illusion liquid foundation. Which is what I use it's it with. Now. It's incredible. Wander Beauty is doing it right. Also, the Glow Getter Mist is such a fun pickup. We're obviously obsessed with this brand. Yeah. I'm hence couldn't be more stoked that my beauty bag is filled with all of their products. They're so wonderful. I also want to give some love to their brow pencil. It's quite Ooh. wonderful Ooh. as well. And the thing that I really admire about Wander is that they're all about like being doing multitasking. Multitasking. I was like being, doing, on the go, <laughs> living, loving, you know? Yeah. No, but like I do my makeup in the car and it just I only need to bring like four things with me and I'm like good to go. Multi-use product. It's also, they, they're very conscious around like veganism and people with gluten allergies and sensitivities to skin. So it's really, really worth checking out, you guys. I, I'm a really big fan of this company. So head over to wanderbeauty.com slash retrograde and you'll get 20% off. Wow. Really? Yeah, your whole order. I already sent my mom the link. I was like, Mom, this is what, where you need to be getting your makeup. Okay, wanderbeauty.com slash retrograde. Mm-hmm. Okay, see you there. Roses and thorns. It's a rosy, rosy, rosy day. Is it? Yeah. Cute. We're here. Love it. We're queer. Hello. Let's see. We're back off. We're okay. So we went on a mandated social media cleanse. Yeah. And I have a confession to make. Do tell. And please, nobody judge me, but I cheated. Okay. In what capacity? You know, first of all, the first day that it was happening, I totally forgot that I forgot that it was starting that day. And I wasn't really on Instagram a lot, but I went on it. And then my time limit hit because I have a time limit now. So I was just like, oh, right. And then I was like, oh, wait, fuck. It's like the, the cleanse. And then I kind of sat with myself and I was like, okay, go on the cleanse, right? So I didn't use Instagram for like two days. Everything was fine. I didn't even think about it. I didn't care. But then it was like, I don't know, I wasn't on vacation and I was just like with our friends and just like living normal life, but like in a little bit more of like a quiet way because it was sort of a vacation week. And I felt like instead of putting myself through the like stringent no Instagram, what would it look like if I truly could cultivate the real consciousness that I want to have for real while not putting myself through an extreme detox? Because like I had already kind of started that with the time limit. So it was just like by going into like the pulling it out, I didn't really feel like that's what I totally needed. I felt like I needed I needed to more like revisit the idea of not looking at it in the morning and like not feeling like I needed to if I wanted to take a picture of something with when I was with some of our friends, like I wanted to just take the picture and then not feel like I needed to upload it right away. So it was like more I used the cleanse as an opportunity to more like a reconstitution of your relationship. Exactly. All of those during the retrograde, those are two rewards. Wow. Just to clock. Go you. <laughs> <laughs> just to revisit that bit. But I felt bad because I knew that everyone was doing it. So I wasn't like posting, I wasn't liking anything. I wasn't really watching You're anybody's lurking. stories. I like lurked a couple times. Mm-hmm. I muted like 20 people. Interesting. Like I went in and was like, how do I really want to have this? Because unfortunately it's not something that we can just like not use. So I was like, if I'm going to have this be a part of my life moving forward, I need it to be just like 
sustainably cleansing mm-hmm. and not this like one five day I don't want to use you thing. I think if I was somewhere else like not here, I would have like not even thought about it. Yeah. But because I was just in my regular life, I was like, you know what? This is an opportunity to do something a little bit different. And I had like reposted a story and then somebody messaged me, what about the cleanse? And I'm like, I can't get into like the deep psychology of what I'm going through right now. So Hilarious. I just like liked her comment and like moved on with my life. <laughs> So yeah. watching you. That's my update. But and I don't That's think it's bad. Update. I just think that, you know, I don't want to be living in extremes when it comes to these things. That's great. Yeah. I realized that I still, no matter what, like looking at my phone. Mm. And regardless. So like I added my New York Times password to my phone and was like, instead of I'm now reading New York Times articles, which I guess That's is good. an evolved experience with the phone. Yeah. That feels nicer than, you know. Just, I think the uh, the habitual yeah. stuff like that, I'd really like to just not Agreed. be involved with because whether it's conscious or not, like it's uh, a place where we as human beings get validation, and that's where the dopamine hit comes from, and that's where the mindless scrolling comes from. Like you know, it's like a it's a trail totally. that I don't really feel is like no is not serving me. So what is what was nice was to to cut it off, but then to still realize I'm still on my fucking phone. And that to me is like something else that I wanna look deeper into. And you know, we talk about I think it's mandatory for everybody needs to have, as you said, like time limits put on their apps. Like for me, my phone shuts off, I think at 1030, everything, all the apps stop. And then I don't start again until 730. And it's like really, and that's a super easy setting. If anybody needs help on that, we can let message us on Instagram and we'll do a little thing to show you how to change those settings because it's super easy and it's really helpful. And it, it allows you to to have some parameters on on screen usage. But yeah, I, I still was looking at stuff. No, but I agree with you where it's like, okay, if you're going to be on your phone, like, and you're going to be on your phone for an hour, let's say, just as an example, like, what do you want that hour to look like? like that's what I started really thinking about. It's like, I don't want to be like mindlessly watching people's stories and scrolling and looking for something nonsense for an hour. Like, if I want to go on Instagram for 15 minutes, that's fine. But it's like, I do want to read stuff and like look into you know, I watched a documentary and I wanted to read more about what I watched. And then my friend and I are going to a concert on Friday and I wanted to like research the artist that we we're going to see. Like I watched like a 25 minute video on glyphosate, this chemical. Like I was the same way where I was like, OK, if I'm not dedicating my attention span to this app, there's other things that I can let into right. my brain from my phone that are probably healthier and more enriching. But yeah, it's like we are so hard on ourselves. We're on our phone all the time, but it is like an inevitable part of how we are in society. So like consciously developing that connection as opposed to just being like, fuck Instagram, I hate this, it takes up my time. It's like, okay, that's just not going to work because we do use it. Like, I'm going to admit, I'm never going to be a person who's like going to be off Instagram. Like, I like it. I just don't like it if it's the thing that I do when I'm not thinking about it and Mm -hmm. suddenly I wake up and my time limit goes off and it says you've been on this for an hour and I'm like, I've been on this for an hour? Like, that is way too much fucking time. Yeah. So... Yeah, like just not living in extremes I think is an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, well that's interesting because I kind of was assessing my just media intake in general Mm -hmm. and having had some time off, like I was watching a lot of TV because that's my favorite thing to fucking do. Yeah, that's fine. But I'm going to say this now. I don't know where we're going with it, but I think I do need like a full break from my shows. From TV? Mm Mm-hmm. How many shows are you watching? I mean, I do watch, like, 
everything on Bravo. Right. <laughs> and like, you know, the other stuff. And I picked up some other shows. Who has the time? I apparently do. Okay. But it's, you were on vacation. Right. But like normal, like my routine, like when I finish work, if I'm at home and I have nothing else to do, like it's me and the shows. And like, that's my thing. Okay. And I just feel like I could stand to switch it up a bit. So I don't know where we're going with it yet, one thing at a time. I'm not even going to put pressure on you for this because I feel like you don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> but you I know, know I'm just <laughs> working this out <laughs> verbally for the first time. It's been in my head for a week. But okay. I just am like kind of having that experience with social media and, and capping it for the time that we did or that I did. <laughs> no, I wasn't like on it on it, but I wasn't like right. fully off of it. I was fully off of yeah. it. Yeah. I am fully off of it. Yeah. But to now, I'm I'm really interested in to where else I could stand to maybe go go dark first. Let me tell you something about going dark. Tell me this Instagram muting situation is an extension of me muting people left and right, right. IRL. But you won't unfollow because you don't want to hurt their feelings. That's drama. Unfollow is a drama I'm not willing to take on right now. Okay, but I'm just saying in general, like expanding this conversation and having the thing of like. What is taking up space in your life and how much are you giving your energy to things or people or activities or whatever things that exist in your life that are taking up space that aren't necessarily serving you? I think this is just a really good time to be like exploring that in general. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate that there are some relationships that I've had that I feel like I just am done with. It's more of a mute than a conversation. It's not a conversation. Wow. It's just like – I can no longer sustain and hold space for all that that is, and I'm not apologizing. I'm just muting and stepping back quietly. Namaste. I'll see you at a party. We'll talk. It'll be fine. But I'm not Ooh. engaging. Cutting the energetic cords to all during things, this retrograde. Literally to all things Support. that are taking up space and stressing me out that aren't me. Like I don't wake up in the morning feeling stressed out or feeling filled with other people's shit. Mm-hmm. That comes through uh, like the phone and the internet, like that's not me, and I'm just really aware of that. And I think that we all have this thing where we want to be nice, and we want to make everyone feel good, and we want to make sure that people like us. And it's like, I'm sorry, but fuck that. Respect. Okay, really quickly, I want to do. Who else is rose. cutting people out? Yeah, we want to hear from you. Okay, really quickly. So one thing I was very deeply engrossed in on the internet, basically ever since the debates, is these think pieces about Marianne Williamson. Is this a rose or a thorn? It's a both. Okay. It's like, I am so blown away. You guys all know I talked about this. I was in the room when she announced her exploratory campaign. There was like 12 of us there and we had like a full think tank about it. We talked to her about how she was going to handle the haters, how she was going to talk about specific platforms. Like we really went in because she was really, she wanted to meet with her community first to to to, to read the room basically. Right. Like, well, how's this going to, How's this going to... It was like Elizabeth, Ricky Lake, <laughs> you her know, community. Leanne Rhymes. You <laughs> yeah, know how Casual stuff like that. <laughs> and um, first of all, to, to be in that room at Ryan Weiss's house and then to then see her on the debate stage was the trip of my life. Yeah. I was like, my I was gobsmacked. I was just like, there's something happening here. And I'm not saying I support, like I have not decided who I'm supporting as a candidate, but I do think it's important that we listen to what she's saying. And I think for all of us in the like quote unquote mindfulness community to now have somebody who is a huge representation of the things that we explore up there on the main stage in the way that she is. And then to see how people are reacting to it, it's just 
I think people the just, most fascinating thing. I think it's on like, the internet. Everyone a is like so sensitive and trigger happy because of Trump. So it's like anything that's like remotely, you know, on either side, people are like just gonna gobble up as far as like commentary is concerned. And also, most people don't know what to do with someone like that. Like if you're gonna look for Marianne, you're looking from a place, and I'm not talking about it in the political realm. I'm talking about it in like her work. Yeah, like, you're looking from a place of like need of self-love and self-work and, like, love for humanity and, like, you're looking for a certain thing. It's not necessarily the same audience that's the large audience of, like, the American political stage. So it's, like, they see her and it's, like, nobody knows what to do with her. Like, that's what I'm hearing from conversation. I don't even know what's happening, cult like, in the... That you're talking about Kate McKinnon on SNL and different no, things. No, like, there's just, like, New York Times has been running a lot of things. Like, it's Rolling Stone. Like, I mean, there's every... Vanity Fair, like, all these major... Yeah whatever, platforms. They're called publications. Publications, thank you. She just got off Instagram and doesn't know what a publication is. It's our bad. (laughs) Um, Vacation brain. It's just really, I feel it's like a fun thing to be on the fly, a fly on the wall of. And then to also, you know, through this show, we communicate a lot of the ideas that Marianne has been speaking about for her decades-long career And so then to see them on a main stage in a microscope in which they are being looked at through that lens, it's just very layered and very interesting and I'm very fascinated by all of it. And I invite all of you to do a light Google search and then read the comments and see like where this world is at because it's wild. People, I'm really just hoping that the Democrats like get their fucking shit together and like join forces and stop being like, when I'm president, it's like 45 of you aren't going to be fucking president. Pick your teams and go after it. That was the one main through line I saw through the debates was that like everybody on that stage is like has a good heart and they want to see change and they want to help this country. And I think if everybody like got together and was like, we're all on the... Who's really going to be the best leader here is the conversation that they need to be having. They need like an Avengers force. They do. (laughs) It's like get Bernie to organize you guys, pick teams, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. (laughs) Figure out the ideas that we're sharing and, like, let's not have another debate of 45 people. And that's our plan for America. Yeah. I mean, vote for us. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So really quickly, we have two episodes coming up that we would love your questions for. So Erica Chitty Cohen, she's coming back on the show. She's an amazing resource for all things female reproductive, whether it be periods to postpartum, everything in between. Hormone imbalance. Hormonal imbalance. I don't know why I said hormone. Hormone. Yeah. (laughs) And we're doing a full Q&A episode with listener questions. So hit us up. That's so retrograde at gmail.com or slide into our DMs. And then also skin questions. We have an amazing skin expert who's going to be coming on the show. You know, anything in that realm, we want to get to your queries and 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 come see us in phoenix july 25th amazing link in bio thank you so much to rachel cole for joining us today thank you so much for stephanie simbari for you sitting across from me and helping me finish my sentences when it feels like my brain and my voice aren't connecting you got how'd i do you did great am i okay yeah all right great thank you so much to our listeners we love you so much namaste listening Bye. bye yes that's a retrograde